welcome to the Leaders Life Podcast. I am your host, Amar, and if you have not done so already, please make sure you hit on that subscribe button so you never, ever miss out. With that being said, on our expert series, I have an amazing, amazing, amazing friend of mine. Her name is Chris San, right? Chris San, who is a Puerto Rican creative entrepreneur and content creator that helps entrepreneurs improve their brand impact. What also what Chris does is she specializes in making content and developing transformational products that make brands more authentic and meaningful to their customers. Chris is a media strategist and consultant. With that being said, welcome to the Leaders Life Podcast, Chris. How are you, my friend? Thank you, Amar. I feel like I've reached new levels in my career by just being here. So appreciate you. <laughs> well, that makes both of us to have you on here. I've hit my milestone, so I can just retire right now. So we're, we're on the same page. All, all right, Chris. So right off the bat, let everybody know who Chris is. What is her specialty? I know I kind of gave a little intro in the bio in the beginning of the podcast, but in your own words, who is Chris and what does she do? So to keep it super simple, I help creators and I help entrepreneurs get to where they're going using different vehicles such as content creation, building personal brands, building podcasts. You know, we use different vehicles and methods to essentially accelerate business and personal growth for creators and entrepreneurs. Excellent. So what would you say would be a perfect client or a client that re that needs this type of service in their business, this type of product, they, where they need Chris in their business. Give me the perfect type of avatar. So essentially it would be two, two avatars. Cause I have my, my, what I do for creators, which is more of like, I teach you how to fish. I teach you how to build sustainable strategies in your business that are going to help you maintain consistency when it comes to creating content and building your personal brand and kind of getting out there and making yourself stand out from the rest of the marketplace. And then that'll be like, teaching you side by side how to do these things so you become autonomous and then we have the entrepreneur lane which will be more of like we'll do it for you or do it with you as far as like you know if you want to build a podcast for you you want to you want to establish your authority and influence in your industry you know right now a brand is synonymous to a personal brand. It's really hard to create a powerful brand without having a personal brand backing it up. And we've seen that over and over again with clients that we have mutually in common and just so many others. You know, you don't have a a, a Apple without a Steve Jobs first kind of kind of mentality. And so that's what I really specialize in. I specialize on the human. And then we build from the intrinsic values of that human. And then they reflect outwards into this brand that then others can feel the impact that they bring to the table. Yes, I love that. The impact that they can bring to the table. Because what I love about it, and, and just to let everybody know, Chris has done a lot of the content for Rob Dial in the past. And she has been, I mean, she's worked with high profile people. And I understand like how serious and how, how serious you take your job how meticulous you are. I've seen it firsthand, whether I was assisting, helping you in certain projects or watching you do your thing. Like you're really, really good at your craft. So what is the first advice that you have for somebody who is looking to get into what you're, what you're teaching and doesn't know where to start? 
So once again, it would like depend if we're talking to the creator, we're talking to the entrepreneur. I know that a lot of your kind of audience members are going to be more entrepreneurs. So, so right. we can go from that route. So let's just say, uh, yeah. So I'll re, yeah. I'll re ask the question for entrepreneurs. What is the, the takeaway for entrepreneurs in this situation? So I think that the biggest takeaway for entrepreneurs is that establishing a personal brand, it takes a really long time. And so you want to really start almost like start building the bricks to that very early on or as early as you can. And you can do that very easily. I would say start documenting your career journey, you know, because a lot of executives, a lot of entrepreneurs are doing so much at all given times that by the time that they sit down and say, hey, I now am ready to launch a personal brand. I'm now ready to become a speaker. I'm ready to write my book. I'm ready to be a mentor on an official capacity. By the time they're ready to do all that, if you've documented the journey there, you don't know how valuable that content you've been collecting along the way is going to be at that point of your journey. So I would say start documenting, even if it's just getting a, a, a tripod for your phone, putting it in on meetings, putting it in on mentorship calls, like everything that you're doing, try to document that journey. So then you can use that content later. I love that you said that because I share that with the mentors and coaches that I coach. And I, and that's something that I know you've told me, you know, before is that, Hey, like people ask all the time, what type of content, I don't know what type of content to use. And I said, what you told me just record it, whatever you're doing, like show them what you're doing on the day to day, because people spend a lot of time trying to create quote unquote, perfect content. And what is your advice to those people who want to create perfect content? They are spending hours and hours and hours to get this quote unquote, perfect content, whether they're the entrepreneur, whether they're the creator, and then they spend, spend, spend so much time, but end up not getting the results they wanted because I only got X amount of lights, likes, even though I spent seven hours doing this real. Ooh, so I got a couple of things for that person. First of all, perfectionism is an illusion. It doesn't exist. Perfectionism is usually what we tell ourselves to mask an insecurity that we have of like failing in front of other people or what other people might think of us. And so every single success failure happened before it. So there's no way of escaping making mistakes or looking like a fool. In fact, the more comfortable you are with looking at looking as a fool in front of people, the most likely you are going to be successful. So that's one thing that I would say. And then the other thing that I would say is that I really want to find this YouTube video that I that I saw that I've literally been been trying to find it. But there was this one person that did a web series on YouTube. It was getting about 10 to 12 likes per video, but he kept doing it. He kept being consistent with it. Well, guess what? One of those views was Oprah and he got his own syndicated show. So you may have 10 views per episode, but you don't know who is watching. So don't ever let that discourage you from moving forward and putting in the reps. I love that you said that, Chris. That is so powerful because that's that, that's something that I hear now a lot, unfortunately. It's it's the numbers game. I'm doing the content for the likes. I'm doing the content for the attention. I'm doing the content for selfish reasons. That's I'm going to say that. It's purpose over self. And you said something powerful about, about perfection. I always say perfection is just a delay to get you to your dreams. It's yeah. So you and I are on the same, same page about that. But let's talk about Chris for a second. Can you 
let us know your journey from creator now to builder because you created some badass content for Rob Dial and now you are the builder. So tell us the difference and tell us about your journey, please. So first of all, what I mean by builder is that now I, I'm focusing on building products, building intellectual property, building long-term assets that are going to create some kind of positive equity for my brand, for my business, and for the people around me. So that's what I specialize in. And that's why I call myself from creator to builder in that context. But basically, my journey is, is pretty traditional. I started my entrepreneurship journey seven years ago. It started with an e-commerce brand. I I started to market it. I hired a videographer. It was the worst experience of my whole life. So then I bought a camera and I was like, I'm going to just start doing this, fell in love with shooting and creating content. And then was like, okay, well, if I just get really good at creating content, then I'll be able to like revisit my brand and then do that later because I'll have all the income and all the funds and resources that I need. And so that's what I did. And so along the way, I became this entrepreneur that just wants to build businesses, scale them, sell them, help other people do the same. And then I became obsessed with autonomy. How can I know not only create something, but create something so sustainable that I do not need anybody else. That means that if I lose a cl my biggest client or nothing comes in my pipeline for two years, it doesn't matter because I've created streams of revenue that are going to essentially like that royalty model. You build once and and, and it lasts forever kind of kind of mentality. And so I just spent the last two years working under a master of like, this is literally the, if, if you've ever heard of that quote, which is, what is it? The one with a jack of all trades, master of none. Yes. <laughs> this is the master of all of the jack, like the trades, you know, like he's just so well-versed and high competency and so many different skills. And I started training under him two years ago and he has significantly changed my life. And because of this person, I am now able to speak things process and apply and execute the way that I do. So I, I really, and there's so many other people to tank, to tank in that journey, but there's always like that one person that just kind of stands out from the rest. And he was definitely that person for me. And that's Brian Walker. Oh, wow. Well, shout out to Brian Walker. Well done. Yes. That's, that's amazing because the cool thing about what you're doing is that you've seen now every, every part of this business, every part of this adventure, every part of like what works, what doesn't work, what fails, what doesn't fail. What has been your biggest lesson throughout this whole process of learning? And you're, you're just smiling as I ask this because people don't realize that obviously, you know, failure is not the opposite of success. Failure is a part of success. So mm -hmm. with that being said, what was your biggest lesson that you've learned over the years of just your transition from being this badass, amazing creator now, being a builder, and what have you learned? Well, the biggest thing that I've learned that can encompass the entire journey of not only business, but also life is just patience. Things take way longer than you think that they're going to take. And it's literally, if you're, if you look at a 20 year journey, if you look at, you're going to put in 20 years of work before you get anything out of it. And 
and that scares you or that demotivates you from moving forward, then I would say that's a good indication that that's probably not the lane that you're going to survive in because that is what this, this journey is. It's, it's a forever journey that you're not, you're like never sure, like where you're walking into what you're going to stumble upon. And so just patience is literally the, the biggest thing that I've had to learn in order to sustain the storms that the entrepreneurship journey is going to bring. Thank you for sharing that. That's a great, great lesson. And I love something that you said too, uh, with entrepreneurs specifically, you know, me being an entrepreneur, I'm always looking at like, okay, like, is this an expense? This is an expense. Even when I joined my self-development journey, I was like, you know, trying to talk myself, oh, it's a waste of money. I'm going to be wasting some money. Now, what you do is not an expense. It's an investment. Can you elaborate on why this is an, an investment to the entrepreneurs and why this is so powerful and how this can help the entrepreneur put themselves on the map? Because this is about designing the ultimate life that you want to have at the end of the day. Why do we become business owners? Why do we become entrepreneurs? Because we do not want to follow anyone else's path, but the one that we create. And so people like me basically help other people create that path custom to what they want it to be, knowing the steps that it's going to take to get there, knowing the levels of personal growth that you have to do and make in order to sustain it, you know, because at the end of the day, if your mind is not right, if your heart is not right, you're nothing is going to last. So it really does go hand in hand and your business only grows to the capacity that the founder grows. So me knowing that that is where we really help these entrepreneurs. Like not, you think you're getting a podcast, but really what you're doing is you're encapsulating everything that you know into this 12 byte episode and then being able to sh sell your value and expertise and show your authentic leadership. So what we do is much more than just providing a product or a service. We provide a way of thinking that will last the rest of your journey. Yes, that's why it's an investment. That's a great, yes. great answer because I always say that all the time. Even I say this to the to the coaches that I mentor. I say, if you look at this as an expense, you're going to treat it as an expense. But if you look at it as an investment, it's going to pay off with dividends and then some. So that's why that's why I loved your response to that. But one thing I want to bring up is that you've witnessed also with people with content or people that start off, you've witnessed a lot of transformations. Correct. Yes. So yes. talk to me about transformation and what does it take for somebody to truly transform? So I, I tell people that I'm in a transformation business. If it doesn't change really? you, really I, I, I do, I do, I do. Because that, that it's true to me. If like, it's, if it doesn't change you, it's not worth sharing. It's not worth participating in. And so transformation can often feel like this really big thing that's happening, but actually it can be very subtle. And so transformation at the very core, it's simply a change of thought, feeling, environment, like anything that changes a state is considered a transformation. So if you were once how if you came into a situation happy and then you left joyous or blissful or hopeful or there was a transformation that happened. So it's not like this huge thing. But yes, I am very, very 
Uh, I go all in on transformation because at the end of the day, we're trying to improve people's lives. We're trying to provide something that they're going to be able to use for the rest of their lives. And so transformation is at the heart of that naturally. Love that response, Chris, because the, th the cool thing about transformation, I've been, I've been blessed and lucky to witness so much of it. And it starts with the content. It starts with putting themselves out there. Even with entrepreneurs, their businesses have gotten, I've witnessed it. I've seen your work. I've seen your clients. I've seen how much people have actually went from an idea to now a business, to now a lifestyle, to now changing their lives strictly by starting to put themselves out. So now I understand completely, completely why it is so important with what you do and how transform transformation is witnessed. I don't know why I have trouble saying that word, Chris. <laughs> so, but like, this is another thing that I, I get this question asked all the time is this, how long is this transformation going to take? Like, I want to get from point A to point B by X amount. And you said patience earlier. You said patience, patience, patience. But we live, unfortunately, in the instant gratification world. We yes. need a car. We have Uber on our phone. We need food. We got Grubhub and all those other, you know, food apps. What can you say of the time frame of somebody that's like, I need to change. I need to change. I need to change right now. I'm putting myself out there. I got all the content, but I'm not seeing any results. So if I could predict how long it would take for someone to transform, I could literally charge a million dollars for my services. And so because that is that that would be show me the person that can guarantee that. Right. All that we can do as facilitators and as providers is to create the environments for transformation. And in the environment for transformation, there's just there's one major key and it's safety. People have to feel safe to be able to fully express and be who they are without judgment, without shutting them down, without feeling them like belittling them. So that's really important. So all I can do to, to, to make the best, to put my best foot forward, to be able to allow for these transformations to happen is to be able to create those conditions that are going to be favorable to transformation. And it starts with having people be feel safe enough to believe that they can. And that's the hardest part. That is the hardest part for what I've learned watching people trying to transform in their journeys is like believing in themselves. And they can talk to you, Chris, and give you the best advice ever and tell you if, you know, if you need to lose weight, they'll tell you how to lose weight. If you want to build content, they'll tell you how to build content. They'll give you all the advice possible, but they don't take it for themselves. And that to me bugs me. And that's something that I'll say like on the calls that I run, it's just like, you can, you know, easy, easier said than done and take your own advice. Why are you not taking your advice? So it's like, why do you think people struggle with not being able to take their own advice? Because you know what to do. We know what to do. We all know what to do, but we're not doing it. So it's, I'm going to, I really hope I don't butcher this quote, but this hey. quote, do Perfect. it. But this quote encompasses this per that perfectly, and it's like when the when the pain of change outweighs your the uncertainty of change. That is when people change, right? So then, when you're so, why do people when they have life threatening illnesses change their entire lives to match and align with who they've always wanted to be? 
because the that uncertainty, that unknown, it doesn't matter anymore. All you know is that you're leaving this planet really soon and you want to make sure that you leave it as a whole person as possible, as whole as possible. And so that's what I think. I think that there's there, people lack the, the sense of urgency and and lack the and underestimate how little time we have on this earth. You know, and then it takes these huge things in life, like losing a parent or losing a kid or getting divorced or, you know, having these terrible things happen to us in order for us to wake up to the true thing that's in our heart. So that's that would be my response. Oh, my God. I love that passion, Chris. You're, and you're absolutely right. I'm not sure if you heard about what happened with that Buffalo Bills player. Did you hear about his name? Is oh, Demar yeah. I mean, I, the whole world heard about him. Nobody knew who he was. Nobody. Mm -hmm. And I I even like he's just to give people some content. There's a football player named Damar Hamlin. It was a Monday night football game that was televised on ESPN. And he ended up during the game, just a simple play, ended up having a cardiac arrest, was had to be revised. What do they call resurrected or, you know, whatever, you know, they were able to. Resurrected. Yeah. Revive resurrect him or, you know, twice. And he wasn't breathing for like seven minutes at one point. It was scary. But the coolest thing about this whole, this whole thing that happened to him, obviously it was trauma. It was traumatic. It was scary. But for the first time in my life, I had hope because it didn't matter what sexuality you were. It didn't matter what race you were, what nationality, what even God you believed in, no matter what it is. I woke up that next morning, Chris, and immediately checked my phone to see how he was doing. I spoke to my sister randomly. She was doing all the random people. But what, where, why I'm telling you this story is that they all got together, but there was a point that they thought he was going to die, but he ended up getting through it. He ended up getting through it. He ended up, you know, the doctors, the medical staff was just amazing, saved his life. But the one thing that people are realizing is that that was a freak accident. He almost died as a freak accident. His vision of life now and everybody, including myself, is like, what we don't know how long we can stay on this earth. So why are we not living our purpose? Why are we working for the quote unquote man or woman in the nine to five job, but knowing that we have this passion and we have people like yourself that can go help, help create their reality, create their dreams, but they're holding themselves back because they think that that's the way life is supposed to be. But the problem is, is that that's not the way it's supposed to be. It's the opposite. And they're so ingrained. So that's why I'm, I love what you said about that, because it's like, if you knew Chris, that your expiration date, you were going to pass in three years from now, what would be your priorities be? And I feel like that's something that people need to ask themselves. Let's just say, I knew I was going to die five years from now. Would you, what would you change today? So what is your take on that? I think that you're spot on. And, and that's the beautiful thing about what I'm doing now is that I, I don't think that I would change much. I, I think that I, I'm designing the life that I want for myself, it, it, regardless if I leave tomorrow or I leave in 20 years or or whenever, like the fact that I can leave this earth knowing that I gave everything that was in me that I didn't leave my potential untapped. That is my biggest fear. My biggest fear is waking up and realizing that I'm living in an illusion and it's not even an illusion that serves my purpose. So, so that is one thing that, that I, that I definitely take with me every single day. And, and as long as I'm giving every single thing that I got and not leaving anything unsaid left undone, undone then yeah, I'm pretty happy.
Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And I mean, you even hear like the regret of the dying. They did a survey. They did a book of the regret of the dying. And one of the first things they said is that they did not live their true, authentic, sat-like life. They lived for other people. They were doing it because they were trying to make other people happy. Kind of like what I said earlier. You can tell people, hey, live your dreams. Do what you got to do. You know, you should live your dream life. You need to, you know, take care of yourself. But people are not not at all taking their own advice. So thank you for sharing that. But now let's talk about exactly like what you do with framework, because I heard this question a lot as well. Like, what does it actually take to create the framework and what you do? So when we think about the expert economy, which is where we're in today, right? There's a lot in even the space that we're in and a lot of our clients, like it's all about sharing expertise and you're, you're basically exchanging goods and services through expertise. Even with like, when you think about the president, what does he have? A bunch of advisors that are experts giving him advice so then he can make an informed decision, right? So everything is around knowledge, right? Knowledge is power. Knowledge is the ultimate thing that you can have, right? Then why do they always say Warren Buffett could lose all his money tomorrow and then gain it back quickly, right? It's the knowledge. Mm -hmm. So that's, so if we're looking at the expert economy that we're in now, now, then the way that you do something, your methods, your process, your thinking of it, that is essentially what, what makes up your unique approach. And so when we look at a lot of these, these individuals that are starting businesses, they don't even have frameworks or ways that are unique to them that are going to create that transformation for that other person. And so it takes so long. It, think about it. It takes at least a good 10 years for you to really start acquiring a way and a methodology of doing something that's going to be a, that's going to create a repeatable outcome. And so these are what frameworks are. And so I just want to, it's just back to like that patience. And I just want to like let these younger entrepreneurs know and these ambitious entrepreneurs that are so enamored by the lifestyle or the rewards of being an entrepreneur is that, you know, if you're not even interested in developing a methodology for what you do, if that's not you, that should be the first step for every person that's trying to position themselves as an expert in 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 this world. It's like, how can I show you what that what I do is much different than what the other person does, and I have a repeatable framework of doing it. Yes, thank you so much for breaking that down because that's a good question. That actually, I just learned a few things about that as well. But you brought up you brought up Warren Buffett. You brought up about the fact that you're right. Knowledge is power. It's like the people who are multimillionaires, and you see that they lose it, they can gain them back because, as you said, the knowledge, right? But we talk about like the, the economy today, right? It's up and down, up and down, right? But what do you see happening in the creator economy today? And do you have any concerns? So. The only concern that I have for the creator economy is creators never waking up to the power that they actually have. That's everybody. That's because, That's you know, everybody. because at the end of the day, when we're looking at the way that everything is moving digitally, everything is art. Every single email that you send, every everything is content. And so when you're looking at these creators that are investing all these years and perfecting their craft and, and, and making sure that they can reach their audience, they can communicate, they can do all of these, they acquire all these skills, but then they don't know how to create a business. They don't know how to make money. So the only thing for me in the creator economy is that 
we're gonna they're gonna keep getting exploited unless they start understanding how to package and position and sell their intellectual property for exactly what it is, which is that is an intellectual property that you own, just like you would when you buy a house. Wow. Yeah, that's that's some powerful, powerful advice, because especially I, I love that you said that because people just think, oh, economy, oh, uh, you know, especially the way it is. And then they just have their own theories on it. And then they back away, come up with an excuse. They back away. So I think that was a that was a powerful answer now. I know you're not a psychologist, right? So why are you using psychology in your frameworks, Chris? Because this is very, very powerful. I feel like you can definitely give some context to that. For sure. So the reason why I I say I use psychology in even my marketing materials or anything like that, and I, and I call it psychology-infused methods, is because we are human beings. And there's people that have been studying human beings for a really, really, really long time. And especially today, we have a lot of information about human beings. And so I see it as a responsibility as a human being on this earth to try to, at the very least, try and understand who we are, why we are the way that we are. And we, we have so many things that can be changed simply by understanding this very nature of ourselves. Just like when our, when, you know, our subconscious gets formed in the, in the first seven years and how our upbringing is going to have a huge impact on the traumas that we're going to have as adults and like all these different things. Like I did not, I did not study psychology or psychiatry i have like a little minor in psychology from from my bachelor's but my point is that the information is out there and the very first step to creating lasting change is understanding who we are as humans specifically and how can we hack our environment to be able to get the best out of ourselves Yes, the best out of yourselves, which is why I feel it's so important for everybody who's listening is to maximize your own potential, not for your job. Not, I mean, maximize your potential for your passion. Because a lot of people, I, I feel this, and I hear this all the time too, Chris, is that you see how you found the camera and you just, you know, you, you felt that passion, right? The passion, I'll call it passion. People these days consider passion sometimes like hobbies. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, Oh yeah, I uh, baseball is my passion, but it's not their passion. And so for somebody right now who does not know what their passion is and they're here in this episode they're like, "Yeah, I do not like where I'm at right now, but I want to do something that I'm passionate about, but they don't know exactly what their passion is because just like you, you didn't know your passion was going to be, you know, what you're doing." So, what is your advice to somebody who's lacking or does not even understand or know what their passion is? but really wants to pursue it? So I would say, first of all, taking off the pressure from yourself that you have to have a passion. I think that we're in a world now where it's not about, oh, this person did it this way, so I have to do it this way. This person did it this way. It's about you finding your own way through your, you have your own custom journey. And so although there's people that can help you kind of figure some stuff out until you go within, until you start evaluating the things that you actually want, like how many people ask for what they want? Very few. They don't even know what they want. You start even in in the dating. I know that you haven't been in the dating world for a long time, (laughs) but as someone that is in the dating world, I'll tell you this. 
it is a reflection of where society is as a whole how this ghosting thing became a regular occurrence, how there's no accountability, how it's there's these like so, such opposite views of each other just to make themselves feel better about not being this thing, right? It's just like all this like chaos almost. And I just feel like it goes down to like, you're not supposed to be anything that you don't want to be. You have control of everything in your life. And so as far as your passion, I do believe that everyone has a purpose and has a reason and has something that just lights them up more than anything else. And if you have any kind of inkling or interest in being able to understand what that is, I say in order to move forward, we first have to understand where we've been. And that's always the first step that every client that I work with before we even do anything, create a strategy, give them recommendations. We have to understand what you've done, where you've been, what's worked, what hasn't, what are your beliefs? What do you think that you want versus what you actually need? You know, we have to first create reality. We have to bring people back to this is the reality and then work from there. And that's what I would say to the people that are missing their passion right now. I love that. Don't conform. Don't conform. That's what I got out of that. Yes. Chris, As we wrap up this podcast, which by the way, has been just so, so powerful and amazing. So I thank you so much for it. But what does Chris want to be known for? Oof. I love it. I love it. I want to be known for changing lives. I want to be known for being someone that your life wasn't the same after you met me. And not because I'm this guru or I'm this big thing or anything, but because I've done the work within myself and I know what is possible for myself. And that means that I know what is possible for you because we are all sharing this journey together. Yes. And I can tell you what, I remember asking me, what do I do for a living? And I said, I change lives for a living. And that was just like, boom, mic drop. So (laughs) thank you so much, Chris, for taking time out of your crazy busy day, because I know how much you got going on and what you do on a day to day. So can you please, please, please tell the listeners where they can find you, where where they can locate you, whether on social media or, or whatever it is. And we'll have everything on the, on the show notes. And if or what do you have coming up in the near future? Absolutely. Well, thank you again, Amar. I obviously look up to you. I see you as as an advisory on my unofficial board of life. And so I really appreciate you and and such in all the levels. But you can find me on social media as K-R-I-S underscore S-A-N 13. Um, My website's createwithchris.net. And what I have upcoming is finally, after two years of extensive research, of working with clients, of understanding what works and what doesn't work, and understanding what my frameworks were going to look like, I'm finally releasing my products and many of services in the next week or so. And I'm super excited because this is going to be a very streamlined and effective way of helping people, whether it's on the creator side and helping you stay accountable and create content consistently and stand out from everybody else using your creative services, basically going from a freelancer to a creative consultant or on the entrepreneur side, which is going from really like unknown to unforgettable with a personal brand that works, that's going to essentially be the vehicle that you can use to create the life of your dreams. And so those are the kind of services that I'll be offering and everything will be live in about a week. So I am extremely excited to serve my community at the highest capacity. 
Well, as a member of your advisory board, I can tell you I had a sneak peek of what you got coming up and it is fire. So definitely check it out. It's going to be on the on the show notes below. You'll see that. You'll see her social media tags. So Chris, thank you again for coming on the Leaders Life Podcast. You are amazing. Thank you for having me, Amar. Had a blast. And that's that. Thank you so much for showing up and listening. Please make sure you click on that subscribe button so you never, ever miss out and share this with your family, friends, and tribes. And you think this is valuable information? Share this at Leaders Life Podcast. You all freaking rock. Remember, why not you? Why not now? Hope you all have an amazing rest of the day.